Dear birth mother, our relationship began with a letter nine years ago. That's how I met my wife, Mary Beth. My name is Tim. Encouraged by mutual friends, we began our relationship as pen pals. Pen pals because we lived over 500 miles from one another. Letters led to phone calls, phone calls to visits, visits to dating, dating to engagement, and engagement to marriage. But it was that first letter in which I began to know Mary Beth. I knew we shared the same faith in God. We're a year apart in age, she from a large metropolitan area, me from the country. Beyond that, I knew very little about her. Looking back, those first sentences were very important. It was a way for someone who is naturally shy to know another person in a non-intimidating way, where every word told me something about her and her something about me. As my mom would later say, in spite of the distance which separated us, we probably knew each other better than most couples who saw each other daily. This wasn't the way I thought I would meet my spouse. Established in our respective careers, she is a production analyst and account liaison, and me as an architectural illustrator, neither of us had had much luck finding that best friend for life. Letters introduced us to each other. Some of the most important decisions in our lives have involved letters. So as we continue to realize our dream of a family, I find myself again writing to someone I don't know to try and convey our thoughts and dreams. I say continue because our home has not been blessed with a child. We are Aunt Mary Beth and Uncle Tim to four nieces and four nephews. While we cherish that relationship, we would love to be known as Mommy and Daddy. Did you finally realize your dream of having a family only to have your happily ever after turn into a nightmare? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering why nothing you try as a parent is working? Are you searching for adoption resources and a support team but can't find any? Hi neighbor, welcome to Anchors of Encouragement. I'm Tim Maudlin, husband, adoptive parent, Bible class teacher, and ambassador of encouragement. I too felt the joy of having a family of my own. I wish we could be like other adoptive families. I knew we were doing our best, but nothing seemed to work. I kept asking myself, why is this happening to us? Life can be tough. Storms in life are inevitable. In Anchors of Encouragement, my mission is to throw adoptive parents a lifeline and be your anchor, to offer biblical mindset support and provide stability when life gets unstable. If you're ready for real and raw talk that leads to peace beyond comprehension so you not only survive but thrive in life's storms, this podcast is for you. Hope and healing are on the way. Hi, neighbor. Welcome to another episode of Anchors of Encouragement. As I look back on my life, some of the most significant things that have happened to me began with a handwritten letter. Today, I want to share with you five different stories, all paralleled with events that were affected by letters. You've heard part of the first story when I read from what we call our birth mother letter. It was a letter my wife Mary Beth and I wrote to prospective birth mothers as a way for them to learn more about us. I'll share more about how that letter came to be in just a moment. Letters were also the way that I got to meet and introduce myself to my wife. Several years ago, a friend called me out of the blue and said, 
he knew of a young lady in New York he wanted me to meet. I thought he was crazy. Why would someone from Indiana go to New York to meet someone? And when I heard from her later, she said, why would I go from New York to Indiana to meet a guy? But I decided I could always use a friend. So I asked the person who was suggesting this, get her address, and I'll write her a letter. I'm naturally shy. So what I did in the letter was tell a story about myself. It was something that was rather embarrassing, but I hoped by telling it to her, she would learn that I had a sense of humor and that I could laugh at myself. I guess it worked. We've been married over 30 years. After years of infertility, my wife Mary Beth and I decided to pursue adoption. A letter played a big part in our adoption plan. When we met with our lawyer, he said, one of the things you're going to need to do is write a Dear Birth Mother letter. I read part of that in the introduction, but at the time, I didn't really understand it. He said that is a very non-threatening way for you to introduce yourself to a prospective birth mother. It's a way for her to learn more about you and decide whether she even wants to meet you. So we got our heads together and wrote our letter. I decided early on this letter was going to be handwritten. And it was going to be handwritten for a reason. I wanted our letter to stand out. We were shown some copies of sample birth letters. They were on nice paper and they were all typed. There was nothing that really stood out one from another. And I wanted our letter to stand out. And the reason I thought or I knew I was going to handwrite this letter was because of something that happened even before I met Mary Beth. This is the third life event and the third letter that impacted my life. Before I met Mary Beth, I was applying for a new position. I wanted to become an architectural illustrator. The company that I was applying to asked me to send them some samples of my work along with a cover letter. Here's where I took a chance. I knew that you could learn a lot about a person's potential, a person's artistic potential, by observing the way they wrote. And it was my hope that the person on the receiving end of my cover letter would see my potential as well. So I hand wrote my cover letter. The person that eventually hired me told me later that one of the determining factors of them hiring me was the potential he saw in my cover letter. It worked. And for the next 32 years, I was employed by that company. So that's one of the reasons I said I was going to handwrite all of these birth mother letters. Little did I know what I was getting myself into. This letter turned out to be several pages. I can't tell you how many hours I spent handwriting these letters, but it was a way, or hopefully a way, that we would stand out with a potential birth mother. I want to read the last part of this birth mother letter to you. 
where it says, learning about adoption plans has been very encouraging and enlightening experience for us. While we can't and don't pretend to understand the range of emotions you're experiencing, both Mary Beth and I feel that you are very brave in considering adoption for your child. Thank you for taking the time to learn a little bit about us. It is our prayer, regardless of whether we are chosen, that God will grant you wisdom and courage as you consider your future. With warmest regards, Tim and Mary Beth. Whether our birth mother saw this letter or not, I don't know for sure. I know she answered an ad in the paper. It was just, if you will, this was my way to try to do what we could to stand out and be selected. Again, I don't know if she ever saw it or not. I know at least in the the attorney's office, it became known as the Maudlin letter. And I guess they kept one and used it as samples for other other potential adoptive couples, which was kind of cool. Anyway, that gets me to the next letter. 17 years later, after our son Johnny was adopted by us. And I've talked about this so much on the show is when he went into residential treatment. A letter played a big part in his treatment. Now, I haven't called it le- uh, writing letters previously, but in essence, that's what he was doing. You can hear about this in episode one, and then episode 47, we talk about this. But during his letter writing process, which I've been calling journaling, but if you want to talk about it in its basic concept, it is letter writing. He was writing letters to himself. In the process of writing letters to himself, he was learning how to like himself for the first time in his life. I've shared the quote with you numerous times. I want to share it again. You can think a feeling. You can speak a feeling. But if you want to touch a feeling, you need to write. Through letter writing, he was touching feelings that he couldn't even put words to. And he was learning to like himself. It worked. And it works. And because I discovered it works, I want to go to the fifth and final letter and the event that has affected me in my life because it's affected me personally. All these other things have have affected me in different ways, but I have taken upon myself as a daily practice to write letters to myself in my daily journaling. I'm learning a lot about myself through this process. In fact, the idea for this episode came from one of those letter writing sessions. I decided maybe it's something I should talk about. And maybe by talking about journaling as writing letters, it would seem less threatening and maybe more doable for you that I'm trying to encourage you to do this as a practice yourself. In fact, this was even the idea that came about for episode 68, where I encourage you to write a letter to your mother. The same process, using prompts, writing a letter. It's journaling. Letter writing or journaling, either one. Let's get to your daily doable and wrap this episode up. I want to encourage you to write a letter to yourself today. You will learn so much about yourself by going through this process. It is journaling. Don't get me wrong. But think about it as writing a letter to yourself. And maybe by looking at it in this way, 
it will be something that you can see yourself doing. It will become more doable. Before I go, I have one more request. I would like to encourage you to write a letter for the show. When I thought about it, reviews are really just letters. And that might make writing a review easier for those of you who haven't left one yet. Just think about it as writing a letter for the show. It will not only bless me, but it will bless those who haven't heard the podcast yet. Because the more reviews or letters the show gets, the more popular it becomes and the the broader the audience it will reach. So if you haven't done so yet, I would ask you to consider taking a few minutes and just writing a letter for the show. That's all again for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, this is Tim, encouraging you to do what you can now. If this podcast has given you the courage and confidence to face storms in your life, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Tim Maudlin. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group, Anchors of Encouragement. So until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now.